welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you once again, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are back for game six, Nate. And despite all your pessimism, we still have Celtics basketball to watch here. Nice reverse jinxes, though, by Nate on the last show. Uh, We are looking at best bets in this one. Also have a player props video for you. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along as we are bringing you uh, videos for each and every one of these games remaining as we move forward. Also want you to head to thelines.com. Check out all the uh, content we're throwing up on the site right now and use that odds finder tool, a nice chart right there in front of you to see all the odds available to you from all these sports books that are continuing to give us bets this postseason. We're looking at game six, like I said, Nate, but real real quick looking at game five, some trouble betting on that one uh, as the Heat just did not come to play. It looked really, really difficult for them to score. Uh, so we're moving on to this one where we've got a few best bets, as we say. So let's kick it off with your first one for the night, Nate. Don't let us win one. That's what they, they keep saying uh, down in Boston. Yeah, quite a scene there, but I mean, I'm just banking on Miami not playing that poorly offensively or really just not being that unaggressive. Uh, so Miami to score 105, maybe you can get at 104 at some books. Minus 114 at FanDuel for their team total. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler in particular, just not being aggressive in that game. He based, you know, after, you know, looking all sly like he was going to blow up and every every analyst saying, like, expect Jimmy to try to shut the door here. He basically showed up as if, he was like a ringer on his buddy's rec league team who was like, yeah, I could, I could score a bunch if I want, but whatever. I'm just going to keep dumping it down to bam in the, in the post. Like maybe that was the game plan to some degree. If so, like I trust Eric Spolstra and his staff to, you know, really, really good coaching staff to just completely change things up and, and, you know, get him the ball on the move, get their, get their other guys going in some ways and not really use bam in that way, which he's not ever really used as is like a back to the basket center um so i mean yeah the celtics played good defense they had a lot of uh momentum at their back there at home finally got a key home win but i i mean they can still play good defense and give up 105 the heat are gonna see some positive regression from three after these last two um you know the last two games 31 percent from deep versus 54 percent the last when they went back home in game three uh, they're shooting 36% if you want to like split the difference at home in these playoffs and averaging 111 points per game. Uh, so Gabe Vincent being out would obviously hurt this this call, but Duncan Robinson and Haywood Highsmith, both really good offensive ratings in game five. Uh, they were at least aggressive in, in trying to earn more minutes going forward and, and trying to be, you know, fill that void with Vincent out. But there's an out, there's a Pretty good chance I feel like Vincent comes back after missing one the way Jimmy did in the Knicks series. There's also a, an outside chance Tyler Hero plays, right? He's been cleared yeah. to, to practice at least. Uh, maybe he gets out there for 15 minutes or so and gives them some offense. And I don't, I just don't see the Heat winning this game, um, you know, in the 90s, the way we saw sometimes last year. Even that game, game seven in Miami, <clears throat> was played at a 97 pace that they lost. Um Game five in Boston somehow at an 84 and a half pace. And that's part of why the Heat were, you know, below 100 for a second straight game. But I think that has more with just Jimmy not being aggressive and their offense has to flow off of that. If he's just going to stand around at the three point line being like, all right, I'm just trying to feed feed the entry pass. Uh, You know, obviously there's not going to be a lot of a lot of pace and a lot of scoring. But I think coming back home, 
they they understand they have to score with the Celtics team to a degree now that they've figured things out and that they're, they're launching threes at the degree they are. So that's where I'm going in terms of a team bet. I, I hear you. I mean, so much to, to unpack because game five was like a very telling. Starting with Jimmy, my very first thought is like, if the Heat score 105, Jimmy's scoring 30. But, and, and, and at the very least, he's taking more than 10 freaking shots, which was wild and painful to watch, to be honest. Because like you said, watching this team go through Bam was painful. Like I, I love Bam, but if his if your offense is predicated on get him the ball in space after a pick and roll around the middle of the floor, so he can either put up a floater or a mid range jumper. Come on, man! Like we gotta be, it's gotta be better than that right now. And and I would hope that they rectify that. To your point, the thing that that does scare me about this that I just want to mention is like I think you know by now that I'm consistently looking at this stat of of contested field goals, how contested a field goal is and nerding out on how far away the dearest defender is for some of these shots. But it's, I think it's pretty telling that the, the, through the first three games of this series, the, the, um, the heat were getting 55 uncontested field goals per game, 55 as a team. I mean, they were shooting like 90, 92, but like, Come on, you know that that's that's a lot of un, that's more than half that where there's no one within uh, four to six feet of you and and in these last two they've had thirty each of these two games thirty uncontested field goals like that's just because the Celtics are deciding to play defense the other thing for um you know I think points though in your favor here is like. I think the the understanding that Malcolm Brogdon was not Malcolm Brogdon, that he's probably got something really wrong with his arm, which is pretty crucial for shooting a basketball, um, that they've sort of re- rectified the fact that he was in there taking up a lot of minutes, hoping that, you know, the team hoping that he would still be the same Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I just bring that up to say, like, him being out is helpful for the Heat scoring with some of their guards that definitely, you know, would have trouble getting by uh, as good of a defender and as big of a defender as Malcolm Brogdon. Um, and, and then also, you know, knowing that, like, the other guys who are now on the floor for the for the Celtics especially Derek White getting so many three-point shots being just on fire like when Derek White gets this this way he's just hot so uh, I know I'm talking about Celtics players scoring but I I do think there's going to be some points I get a little bit worried looking at the way that it slowed down to that 87 and a half as well Um, but you know I I tried this bet last time and I'm probably just a little bit salty that they couldn't get 104 points uh, in that last game so I'm I'm happy to let you take this one and I'm not really disagreeing with you and I expected Jimmy uh, to get 30 last time and and I think both things are going to round back into form because yeah for whatever reason he just didn't decide that it was the time or place for him to try to get 30 he just was like all right we don't have it in this first quarter thank you for for interrupting me to bring that up because the other point that i want to make before i move on that's super long-winded is that if you're going to take jimmy to to if you're going to take the heat to get these points I would probably throw Jimmy in there as well with with a little part, same game parlay in some places uh, for him to get a certain amount of points. You could probably even just take it at 25 and the heat to get there over um, and, and feel good about that. I mean, obviously, it'll be like pretty not juicy. It'll be somewhere in the minus 200s for him to get 25 since his prop itself is at 27 and a half, 28 on some books. But um, but either way, like I would throw him in there to juice things up for, for the, the Miami Heat total there because there's just no way that he could take 10 field goals and, and them get that that number so uh, my first bet here Nate is Derek White and I know you're going to talk about him in that play a props video but I, I wanted to get cute for a minute and that's why I'm bringing it up and, and it's stupid of me to bring it up right now because I, I don't know how much I, I actually prefer like a number of other bets that I have including in the player props video over this one but I'll just say like the, the rebounds and assists for Derek White is five and a half it's minus 115 on points bet 
Um, I actually think I might prefer, I'll, I'll figure this out here before uh, Jack needs to put a graphic up, I promise. But uh, the, the 19 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for him, like the, I'm trying to like get cute and be like, well, what if he doesn't score as much anymore? Because he was the leading scorer of last game, which was absurd and probably some astronomical number if it was available to bet. Um, and But, you know, I think he the fact that he actually had the most uncontested field goals of anybody on, on the floor um, and twice as many as any Heat player, by the way, he had 11 uncontested field goals. He hit eight of them and good for him. Like he should, he was feeling it. And there was, they were all in rhythm. Um, and, and, and none of them were really contested. Like I said, so, um, you know, for him to get the points, rebounds and assists is still even money on points bet. Like why get overly cute and just do the rebounds and assists when in fact he actually hasn't gotten the six rebounds and assists in the postseason uh, against this team in the first five games. But in the regular season, he got the rebounds and assists all four games. He got the uh, the assists, which is uh, even money as well. If you want to take it for three, he got that three of four. And the thing that correlates here to why it could happen in this game is, I mean, come on, Spoh's got to be able to realize that, like, yo, you can't leave Derek White wide open. I understand that you need to close out as hard as you can on Jason Tatum. Probably don't need to close out that hard on Jalen Brown when he's standing behind the three-point line right now. He just airballed one last game, if you'll recall. Uh, But, you know, for those two guys, like, don't just sell out and leave Derek White. Like, guard Derek White from three before you guard Jalen Brown from three right now. So, with that in mind, like, I do think he might become a little bit more of a facilitator. The other thing is, like, he played 37 minutes in this game because there was Malcolm Brogdon playing seven. And I think you got to continue to expect that from him. He's picked it up back up up on defense, I should say, because he has been a good defender this year, and he just wasn't for a few games uh, in that Knicks series. It wasn't a great series for him, and he played poorly, uh, but he is coming back nicely now, and I think it's a great time to get him on any way that you want to bet this. But like I said, maybe we don't get overly cute. We just take the points, rebounds, and assists because you get it even money, and I do think there's the likelihood that he gets three assists and three rebounds, let's say, right? I think that is very, very possible, at least with the, the number of minutes that he's playing at this point, but I don't need to like try to guess too hard on that when I'm getting good juice for him to, to add the points in there as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm following the minutes with that. But yeah, to this point, he just hasn't done it with peripheral stats. He's been a scorer. And I think if you're betting 20 PRA, you might as well just bet his 14 points because he's going to have to do the bulk of that by scoring. Um, and it, it's not like Spolstra's leaving him open by design. Maybe there was some of that with Marcus Smart uh, the last couple games, and he made them pay. I mean, that was the guy they were doubling off to get to Tatum. White's getting his threes because the Celtics are actually driving and kicking like they have all season to a good degree. I mean, three plus threes in every single game in this series, that's not necessarily one game plan or the other. And that's why, you know, I'm including him in this parlay here uh, for White to hit two threes, for Tatum to hit two threes, and Jimmy, Jimmy to hit two threes. So some of that stuff you were talking about in terms of, you know, he's got to step up, he's got to score 30. I'm not sure how much he's going to actually score, but I know he has to hit some jump shots because the Celtics are going under every screen and they're giving him space. Like, like I said, he's just chilling at the perimeter, thinking about how he wants to diamond. Like you can take a three anytime you want, Jimmy. And I'm sure he's going to look at that and realize, you know, he's got to take more than the two threes. He took last game, 10 field goals in general. He hasn't taken many at all since he went two for four in the opener in this series. But as we saw down the stretch, Against Milwaukee, he was suddenly in fuego. I mean, in fact, the final four, where they won three of those four, he averaged three threes per game at nearly 50%. Um, In game six and seven against Boston last year, he hit five threes in those. Famous missed three in game seven. That would have made it two for that game and maybe would have sent the Heat to the finals. So if you add up the final three games 
of these last few series here. He he's hit 28 threes, so like seven threes per game. I mean, excuse me, four threes per game. I I I can't do math right now. He's shooting 41 percent. He's hit 28 threes <laughs> in the final three games of four different series. I'm I'm throwing out the Knicks where he had that issue. Uh, but late in the series, I think he starts to understand as that's the way they're guarding him, he's going to hoist. So his his odds are plus 310 to get the three. And that's why I, I kind of want to rotate around that. I mean, I think you could just bet that if you think that's the logic. But to get, you know, to get White in there with the way Brogdon's been just like put on ice slash injured, he might not play at all. Uh, I think that's one of your safest bets. I mean, he's shooting 47% from deep on the road in these playoffs. I don't know if I'm, if I want to take the, the, uh, the bait on smart after he's been so hot lately. I think he's more of an erratic three point shooter and Tatum also is way more perimeter oriented on the road where defenses are able to hand check him, right. Where it's harder to score in the paint. And he's like, all right, I'll just settle for my step back. So since last year, big sample size here, he's hitting three and a half threes on the road, taking nine versus seven and a half at home that he's attempting. Um, and you know, he had four plus threes, all three in Atlanta. He had two plus in all four at Miami last year in this Eastern conference Finals. So I, that's what my logic there for taking those three guys, which by the way, is a nice plus four sixty, even with the odds kind of fluctuating there because Jimmy's getting you such good juice. Yeah, no, I, I, that's very juicy for that. Um, and I think it's actually because of the fact that Jimmy only took the two last game, right? I think he's the one that, like you said, I, you, you indicated, he's the one that is actually the, the most in jeopardy. You get the most juice for him to do that. Uh, Derek White's three-point prop is at two and a half. So you, you already know uh, that they're expecting a few more from him. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to throw a he and Tatum in there. I hope Tatum still goes to the rim the way he has been because God damn, when he does that, like he's it looks, he looks like Kevin Durant. He looks impossible to stop. Uh, when, when he, when you realize he's six foot 10 with that level of quickness and handle, man, like I, I, I hope he keeps doing that. He's going to need a few more like longer range shots either way, whether they're from the mid range or from the three uh, in, in this game, I think especially the mid range, uh, he's going to need to continue to hit that shot, which he looked comfortable with for the first time in a while in, in game five. Uh, so kudos to him. But I'm going to switch gears a little bit here because I was looking at this and I was like, you know what? This video is called Best Bets. And I've just really, uh, really confirmed for myself that I think Denver <laughs> wins this title, wins the title no matter what, um, because I, I played it out a little bit. So I'm, I'm actually just going to talk about Denver right now to win the championship is minus 180 on DraftKings. That's the best place to get it outside of, uh, you know, there's a couple other things like Bet365, whatever, some stuff that's not legit, right? But the, the DK offer here for minus 180 for DraftKings uh, is pretty sweet and i'm playing it like a stock nate like i'm I'm looking at this and i'm going okay it was two minus 280 before boston won their first game of the series for denver to win the championship uh which you'll recall was when they were already the only team in the championship at that point um then when boston won this last game it went down to uh before um after they won game one it went down to minus 220 they just won game two did boston now it's at minus 180, right? It's dropping consistently because of the fact that like the team that is going to receive similar odds to win the championship if they make it there to Denver is Boston. If Boston makes a championship and they just won for the first time ever, they're coming off four games in a row, the world is looking at them like, holy crap, this team was blessed by the gods apparently, um, You know, then this is going to be very close to even money for both teams. Uh, but if Boston doesn't get there, the minute that Miami wins their fourth game in this series, 
what are we looking at? Minus 500 for, for, you know, minus four, like it was minus 500 for, for Boston to beat Miami. I would say Denver's a little bit better than Boston, but that's my personal opinion. Um, and, and, you know, and the numbers say that, but the, the idea that they would be, that Denver would be anywhere, you know, less than that is crazy because they're basically Boston. So we know that with precedence, it's probably like minus 500 for, for Denver. If they're playing Miami in the series, meaning it's not getting any better than minus 180, and it's only going to keep going up. So I'm kind of playing it like a stock because I resigned myself to the fact that Denver's winning the championship. I decided that when I put like five units on them at plus two, uh, 240 to win the chip uh, before they started the series versus the Lakers. And when I saw it, I already was feeling very good about it. Um, so at this point, like, like I said, it's just kind of like a stock that I have faith in that I'm watching uh, become more and more of a, of a b- b- increase in value for me because others are devaluing it. So I can continue to buy this stock uh, at a really good price as it continues to, to raise in my favor. And then by the time it gets to the finals, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to bet it again if, if Miami does make it to the finals. And if Boston makes it to the finals... I'll probably have another opportunity at even money. So we'll see how I continue to do it. I'm not saying I'm just like tossing units all over the place here. But like I said, this is something I believe in. So I'm going to keep playing my Denver stock. No, yeah, I bet it now. Bet it again. If Boston forces a game seven, bet it again before the NBA finals start. I don't care if the Celtics win four straight and, you know, there's shades of like, well, then the Red Sox swept the World Series after they did that. Well, that this is this ain't Cards. baseball. This is ain't baseball. Yeah. You've got the best player in the world, well-rested, on the Nuggets, you've got a 14-year veteran coach who, you know, actually has all these pieces. Like, it's like Eric Spolster is playing with half a chessboard. Mike Malone has anything he wants to throw at you. And then he's got the on, smartest, yeah. best player in the offense, on the offense to execute it all. And so there's absolutely no way Boston is beating Denver. And I think you can, get, you can jump on those odds as soon as possible. I, you said, I'm not throwing units everywhere. I, I would, sure. Five units, like this is this is as close to a sure thing as you get. I didn't, you know, I find with kicking yourself for not getting it at plus four fifty or plus eight eight fifty or when they were playing Phoenix, because uh, yeah, the Nuggets are are winning the title. KCP, in fact, said we got four more games, not four more wins. <laughs> he thinks they're gonna sweep whoever they get. So uh, yeah, very confident. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not, what I'm saying is, is like, I've got a bunch of units on the nuggets right now. Uh, I did hit them right before the second round series. I hit them right before they won the conference finals. Um, and so I'm looking at a pretty decent amount of money on them already. Um, which is why, you know, I'm not necessarily saying I, but I am going to keep hitting that stock with one or two each time that it drops in my favor for sure. And, and yeah, I mean, I'll probably look at five or six, I bet like five and six would both be worth it for Denver in this if, if once we see the, if they're playing the Celtics by the way uh if they are playing this if they're playing the Celtics then like 5 at plus money 6 will probably be very good money as well cuz that would mean they'd have to win on the road um and then you know you look at uh the, the, them playing the Heat and it's like oh I'm sorry wait the, the Celtics would actually have home court would they not Yes Yes. Yeah, so actually, yeah, game five would be them on the road, which would be really good money. And then six would be bet worse odds because they'd be winning at home uh, against the Celtics. But like I said, I'm going to be looking at some correct series. I'll save that for moving forward. But I just wanted everyone to know that uh, I'm, bl- I'm playing Denver stock right now. Uh, and that's my best bet as I use it, you know, based on what's happening in the Celtics and Heat series as well. So you're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. 
Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Stephen Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Let's start with your first play, a prop, a guy we also talked a little bit about in the best bets, but we continue to love Mr. Derek White. <clears throat> yeah, I did not go 2-0 because right? Jimmy props did not hit. That's right. We, uh, But we had some a bunch of bonus bets, which is that we kept dancing around like still bet Derek White, yeah. still bet Caleb Martin, and both those guys continued to hit for the every time this series. And that's why I'm going back to the well with White. 14 points for my at minus 104 at FanDuel. Um, you know, because Malcolm Brogdon is basically out of the rotation. If he's going to even be able to play, he's dealing with that arm injury that held, you know, he only had eight minutes yeah. in game five here. Yeah. He has one point over 25 minutes, the last two and white has stepped up, uh, with his extra minutes, he's averaging 20 a game shooting 60% from three. And he's a, a plus 25 on a relatively low usage rate. Uh, but I think the way that he are guarding Tatum since he won game four, basically single-handedly, has really opened things up for for White, among other guys. Uh, but he's a really consistent three-point shooter this year. And I think Miami, because in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, White couldn't hit a shot, basically. They, I think there's a little bit of that residual of saying, like, all right, we can help off him. Like, we can scramble in rotation. I mean, I don't think they have that much time to think about this. But, um, yeah, they're helping off White and Marcus Smart. They're living with those results, and they're really limiting – Tatum and and Brown um, in terms of their ability to get inside the arc and get or get good shots. Um, so White has been the key here for the Celtics, basically turning this around along with Grant Williams. It's kind of the the, the biggest thing that people throw at Joe Missoula is like, why aren't you playing these guys if they have such a positive impact that everybody can see? Well, he's doing it better late than never. Um, and White has, has stepped up. I mean, the three stocks in the last two games. If you can find a market on steel slash blocks, I would look at that as well. But I mean, he's averaging, this is what he's averaging for the series. His, his minutes are going to rise consistently after he played 37 last game. He should be around there again. Uh, so I'm just hitting the points and not, not worrying about anything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, you could even hit the threes too, because he's just, he's been such the, the beneficiary of, of actually a lot of like offensive rebounds, which is crazy. 
But either way, like he also just the the sort of momentum of the ball, finding him at the right point in the offense uh, and him just hitting, man. I mean, he took eight of them. Uh, he hit five or six, right? I mean, what an inc- insane game for him. So uh, I, I would, yeah, I feel fine about the 14 points. Like it's not even like a, like he and Caleb Martin right now, they might be playing at times above their pay grade, but like they're also capable of what they're doing when so much focus is on the best players uh, alongside them on each of their squads. So uh, I am going to go before I talk about Caleb Martin here in a minute, I'm going to talk about Bam. Um, And I just found this prop and was like, this is too high, man. Uh, It's eight and a half rebounds. And that's why I'm going under uh, plus one. I haven't gone under in a minute on, on, on any dudes, but uh, plus one Oh two on FanDuel for Bam to get under nine boards. I got it listed at one. I'm actually going to go one and a half here because I'd like it a lot. Um, He's recorded this number once in this series. Um, he got 17 rebounds in that game, but that was when, by the way, the Celtics were shooting 29% from three. So, uh, I'm feeling a little bit better about the way the Celtics are shooting now offering less and fewer, fewer rebounds. Um, but he's also just done this only twice in the nine times that he's played Boston this, this season, uh, four in the regular season. And then now five in this series and two out of nine that he's gotten, uh, over the, the eight, the eight and a half here that he would need. So, um, he's also gone under in 10 of the 16 games in this, in these playoffs in part because that uh, Knicks series was not a great series for him or matchup, obviously. So he got a few less rebounds in that one as well. But uh, like I said, just for the majority of the time, he's not getting that. And I was talking about Boston, like just looking at their numbers. I think this games, these games are slowing down. Um, I didn't want to be that harsh about, you know, talking about not loving any overs in this game. But like, I don't, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that he can't score the 105 that we talked about in best bets, but I am saying that like, I think there's going to be a lot more misses. Uh, but I don't know that they're going to be coming from the Celtics. I should be specific. Um, 51% in the last two games from the field for the C's, 40.5% from three. And then also the 81 field goal attempts for Boston. That is far fewer than the uh, 86 that they were attempting in the first three games. And then that's partly, obviously, in large part, mostly due to the pace going down a lot. And I think we just might be getting to that point where, like, no matter how teams want to play and how much they might want to push the ball, like game six of the Eastern Conference Finals after at least, you know, and the both these teams have played six-game series. The, the C's played a seven-game series. I just start to wonder if that's going to be part of the reason that, you know, this thing slowed down so much uh, and there are so many fewer attempts in the game in general. And just dating back to last year's Eastern Conference Finals, the first three games saw 222 points per game. The last four saw 190. 92 points per game on average. Uh, and the, the highest total was 211, which is just under what this total is for this game. So I'm using this to just say, uh, I think Bam doesn't get as many rebounds, even though the, the per- percentages, I mean, for Miami have gone down. I think Boston is kind of in its groove uh, and will continue to be that way. And then for Bam to get the nine boards, which he doesn't usually get. And I get that at even money. Like I got to hit that pretty hard, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. I, I really like your second bet more. I wish you had led with that. And I, if I had a DraftKings account, that's what I would be betting relentlessly because uh, it involves fading Jalen Brown to a degree. Yeah. And and that's what I I'm talking like here. It. Under 26 and a half points assists for Jalen Brown, minus 110 at DK. I like that you get four assists tacked on to his 22 and a half points prop, which I would go under on as well. But I think you can get a little wriggle room here. Um, in, in terms of the fact that he's not a high assist guy, um, you know, in these playoffs, even three and a half per game on the road. Sure. Um, but his last eight regular season against Miami, 2.3 assists per game and more turnovers than that. Two and a half. 
Uh, he has been better in the playoffs against Miami to a degree, but still only 3.3 assists to 2.6 turnovers. And as we know, this series, he's just really struggled. Uh, 14.5 points per game in the two road appearances at Miami so far, shooting 39% from the field, 1 for 12 from 3. He's coming off his best game of the series at Boston, by the way. Uh, and he still only had 21 and 2 assists on a 26% usage rate, which is way higher Clearly had, you know, came out aggressive, had a great first half where he was able to hit shots for the first time in a while. Miami's basically daring him to shoot uh, and they're not giving him anything on the interior. And right now he's in, he's in a bit of a slump in these playoffs. He shoots much, much worse on the road, though. So I like wouldn't expect those to start falling early. 33% from deep versus 44% at home. Also has a usage rate 3% lower. Um, and averages two and a half points per game fewer. So I, I, I feel pretty confident that Brown's not going to be going off. And in general, like, it seems like the way these games are going, like, just fade the stars because, like, it's it's either going to be a blowout or the other team is going to yeah. overreact so much like they did on Tatum in game five yep. that he's going to get the ball out of his hands and, and let other guys make plays. Uh, so I don't think Brown or Tatum will necessarily be going off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. I thought about fading Jimmy, uh, and I'm going to be honest. The only reason I wussed out is because he was in a similar situation last year in a game six where they needed to win, and he uh, he scored 46 points, and it was terrifying. Uh, 47 points in 46 minutes, I should say. So that's the only reason I didn't go under on Jimmy Butler, but I thought about it as well. I know that he knows he can't shoot the ball 10 times, but I I'm with you on JB. I'll just say that, even though I keep harping on the other JB, which is Jimmy Butler, um, but I'm totally with you on on Jalen Brown. Uh, and that's why I'm fading him in my last bet. And I, I didn't even honestly like take it because I was in agreement with you. I was already like, God, Jalen, they keep it. Like they've got his, his prop at 22 and a half points right now. Um, and he, if you go under, you get way better juice. So uh, I, whatever, but um, I'm fading him in this, in the, the form of a head to head bet on DraftKings with our boy, Caleb Martin. Who doesn't love Caleb Martin right now? Everybody's betting the crap out of him, and he continues to, to deliver. So, like, he's everybody's boy. But plus 11.5 points versus Jalen Brown. So he could get outscored by 11 points by Jalen Brown and still win this bet. He just can't get outscored by 12. Minus 120 on DraftKings for that. You've convinced me to go from one unit to two as I change that right here. So let's put that correctly up there, Jack. Thank you so much. They're averaging the same amount of points, 17.6 in this series. Caleb Martin has outscored Jalen Brown in two of the three games. Um, obviously, one of those including an awful performance by Jalen Brown with 12 points. But the only thing that's scary here is that Jalen Brown shoots the ball 19 times. He's got a 28% usage rate in this series. Uh, Caleb Martin has an 18% usage rate. He's only taking 11, well, 12 shots. He's taking seven fewer uh, with a 10% uh, less in, in the usage rate department there. But like... I don't I mean, they won't even give you a money line bet for this because I think they're afraid to actually say like how reasonable it is that, that Caleb Martin outscores Jalen Brown. You know, they're, they're not even willing to give you a number on it because it's at 11 and a half. Like it's too much. And and the the uh, props themselves are at 13 and a half for, for Caleb Martin on DraftKings because that's where this bet is. And JB is at 22 and a half. So it's just a nine point difference right there. But they're giving you 12 uh, that you can that you have to cover for, for to take Caleb Martin in this bet like 
I'm not saying it's like mislabeled or anything. I just think like people see the name Jalen Brown. They still assume the usage rate should scare you, but like Caleb Martin's hot. He took 12 shots last game and finally shot less than 50% from the field and was still good enough to get you 14 then. So like if he's going to get 14, you're telling me Jalen's got to get 26. No, I'm not buying that. Yeah, it's far more likely that he's within this margin, especially if Gabe Vincent doesn't play, right? right? Because they're going to need more offense from somewhere. Um, and yeah, Caleb Barton has been the guy doing that. Jalen Brown, I cut, I yeah, pretty much covered it. Like there is an outlier game in him. Sure. But I, I just don't think in this matchup in this spot that the, that's what the Celtics are looking for. They're trying to play balanced team ball here because that's, what's gotten them back into the series. And that means like Jalen don't drive into triple teams, please. And turn the ball over. Um, please play within the system. And that probably means he's scoring under 25 and, and Caleb, Averaging 17 and a half. So yeah, it is kind of mislabeled. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I think it is. And I don't think we need to like try to get ahead of anything here with the way that JB is playing in this series and the way that Caleb Martin is and, and the minutes and usage will continue to be there for Caleb Martin. Like he's got the green light at this point, uh, which you'd love to see. And he's going to be out there for 35 minutes. Like he has been for, for the majority of this series. So I, I just I'm not going to feel stupid, even if it doesn't hit, even if Jalen Brown has the random 27 point game uh, and Caleb Martin scores 12, like I'm, I'm still not going to feel dumb about it. I think this is, is a, proper time to take a bet like this so that's all the time we have for you in this player props video though make sure to like and subscribe to that page check out the best bets we also have up for you there spoiler i talk about the denver nuggets in a video about game six and until we see you next happy betting